safety first. Providing comprehensive perioperative care for patients undergoing regional blocks. By Tiffany Snow. Regional blocks, often termed regional anesthesia, are a mode of primary anesthesia and a component of a multimodal approach to pain management after a surgical intervention or procedure. As a result of advancements in anesthesia techniques, such as the use of nerve stimulation or ultrasound technology during block placement, regional anesthesia has become an important component of perioperative pain management and can help reduce a patient's postoperative pain and narcotic consumption. Effective pain management can help patients participate in rehabilitation exercises and resume daily activities, resulting in a shorter hospital length of stay, increased patient satisfaction, and improved outcomes. Limiting narcotic use decreases the number of adverse events associated with opioids, can help decrease patient morbidity and mortality, and may reduce financial implications for the healthcare organization. Anesthesiologists can use ultrasound-guided techniques to perform a single-injection peripheral nerve block or insert a paraneural catheter for continuous anesthetic administration to a specific part of the body. Perioperative nurses who are well-informed on regional anesthesia may provide safer patient care during and after block procedures. In July 2004, the Joint Commission enacted the Universal Protocol for Preventing Wrong Site, Wrong Procedure, Wrong Person Surgery. A timeout, a critical component of the Universal Protocol, allows the entire team to pause before incision, focus on the patient, ensure the surgery site is correct, and reduce errors. Anesthetic procedures, for example, single injection regional block, paraneural catheter insertion, require a pre-procedure verification process, continuous monitoring, and performance of recommended assessments and additional post-procedure monitoring. Anesthesia professionals may perform regional blocks in any perioperative area, including the preoperative unit and post-anesthesia care unit. Nurses who participate in the care of patients undergoing a regional block should initiate the timeout and be able to recognize the side effects of regional anesthetics, including local anesthetic systemic toxicity, last, and its treatment. Both before and after the regional block, nurses should complete a comprehensive nursing assessment associated with the type of anesthetic block performed to promote optimal patient outcomes. Causes of safety concerns when performing a block. As part of the National Patient Safety Goals, the aim of the universal protocol is to reinforce patient safety and reduce errors before and during procedures. However, there may be gaps in compliance with the initiative, especially in areas outside the OR. Timeout-related issues are a common cause of wrong site blocks. A variety of physician-related factors can negatively affect timeout compliance and contribute to wrong site blocks. For example, poor interpersonal communication, excessive workload, time pressure. Before any procedure, for example, anesthetic, surgical, all involved personnel should participate in the timeout and must verify the correct patient, procedure, and site. In 2012, French researchers identified that clinicians believe the timeout checklist took too long to complete and interrupted their heavy workload with little added benefit. However, the following year, researchers in Switzerland studied timeouts and found that the mean duration of the process was 36.2 seconds, N equals 58, 
standard deviation 20.6 seconds, range 4 to 108 seconds. The time spent completing a timeout can help avert a potential breakdown in communication and prevent a never event. In addition, if personnel identify that they are performing the timeout incorrectly, for example, misidentification of a site or side, they can take a few seconds and restart or repeat the timeout to avoid patient injury. Another important concern that may affect patient safety during regional block procedures is LAST, a rare but life-threatening reaction to local anesthetic when it reaches substantial systemic circulating levels and the most complicated adverse event associated with regional anesthesia. Local anesthetic systemic toxicity affects both the cardiovascular and neurovascular systems, and sedation may mask its symptoms. Patients can present with a variety of signs and symptoms, including auditory changes, circumoral numbness, and a metallic taste in the mouth. These symptoms can progress to conduction abnormalities, for example, heart block, bradycardia, asystole, and profound hypotension. Treatment of LAST includes IV administration of 20% lipid emulsion and, if needed, advanced cardiac life support measures. Strategies to consider To provide safe care for patients undergoing regional anesthesia, perioperative nurses may consider various strategies, including improving compliance with timeout processes. To aid with the promotion of the universal protocol, AORN launched the annual awareness initiative, National Timeout Day, on June 23, 2004. This annual initiative continues to garner publicity and recognition from healthcare organizations, including the Joint Commission. In 2020, perioperative team members at the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania celebrated the 16th annual National Timeout Day with a Sweet 16 birthday-themed roadshow. The Quality and Safety Department team members dressed in birthday attire and engaged interdisciplinary team members throughout the organization, including the OR, inpatient and ambulatory procedural areas, and inpatient units, to help share information on the importance of completing timeouts before procedures. The team members initiated conversations about their own timeout practices in the patient care areas, shared sweet treats, and distributed crossword puzzles for a chance to win a prize. Because anesthesia professionals often perform regional blocks outside the traditional intraoperative environment, sharing the National Timeout Day initiative with all personnel who may participate in bedside procedures may help to reinforce the importance of applying the principles of the universal protocol outside the OR. Although direct patient involvement in the timeout is not always feasible in the traditional OR setting, for example, after anesthesia induction, the Joint Commission recommends involving patients in the site-marking process. Patient participation can be an important part of the performance of regional blocks in the preoperative holding area. In addition, at our facility, patients have expressed their appreciation for the opportunity to be involved in their own care. Perioperative nurses should document completion of the timeout according to facility policy to provide an accurate reflection of the event. Perioperative nurses are an integral part of the regional block team and collaborate with the anesthesia professional when performing the block procedure. The perioperative nurse should verify that proper supplies, for example, ultrasound machine, personal protective equipment, for example, mask, sterile gloves, and medications, are available at the bedside before the anesthesia professional begins the block procedure. Additional safety measures include 
using a pre-regional block checklist intended to guide the clinicians through the safety and quality requirements associated with regional blocks. The checklist is based on information from the Joint Commission and the World Health Organization and includes some elements of the timeout process. For example, proper identification of the patient with two unique identifiers, site marking for block placement, as well as maintenance of aseptic technique and required monitoring. Although any perioperative department can adapt and use the checklist, its success is contingent upon accurate completion. Active participation and clear communication among all team members is another key to using the checklist successfully. Perioperative personnel and anesthesia professionals should incorporate the timeout and a regional pre-block checklist into the regional block process rather than treating it as an additional time-consuming exercise. Another strategy that some perioperative administrators have considered is implementing a block nurse dedicated to monitoring patients and providing nursing care while anesthesia professionals perform regional blocks in the preoperative area. This nurse monitors the patient throughout the perioperative period, including the patient's time in the OR and PACU. Some organizations have created a nursing team to focus specifically on safe patient care during regional anesthesia and have experienced improved outcomes. These nurses are knowledgeable about the numerous potential regional block sites, are capable of detecting complications associated with different regional blocks, and can intervene appropriately as needed. Additionally, some organizational leaders identify the block nurse as the designated team member to initiate the timeout to ensure adherence to safety protocols and reduce errors associated with regional blocks. Takeaways for perioperative nurses The perioperative or perianesthesia nurse should address the patient's pain needs throughout the perioperative continuum, from admission to discharge. Perioperative nurses function as patient advocates when they verify that the patient has signed the anesthetic procedural consent and the anesthesia professional has reviewed the anesthetic procedural consent before the patient receives any medication that could compromise his or her mental status, for example, sedatives. Perioperative nurses may provide information to patients and their family members or caregivers regarding the use of regional blocks as a component of a multimodal approach to pain management. Nurses also provide the patient with information on what he or she should expect during the regional block, the side effects associated with regional anesthetics, and the role that a regional block plays in his or her pain management plan. It is important that patients understand that even if the block is not completely effective, other modes of pain management should be available for them. Perioperative nurses also may be the first staff members to identify last, particularly when an anesthesia professional is not at the bedside after the regional block. When a perioperative nurse observes these symptoms, he or she should call for help and notify the surgeon or anesthesia professional. If possible, the nurse should stop the infusion of the local anesthetic. Perioperative nurses should have a lipid emulsion readily available for the anesthesia professional before the beginning of the block as a preparatory safety measure if last were to occur. Discharge teaching should include information about pain management and preventing injury after a regional block. Patients who have received regional blocks can be at higher risk for falls and other injuries because of decreased sensation in their limbs. To help prevent injury, perioperative nurses should provide patients with information on immobilization techniques, for example, slings, for use as a reminder that they have received a block.
Takeaways for Leaders and Educators To avoid wrong site blocks and other adverse events, personnel must complete the timeout before anesthesia professionals perform a regional block. Perioperative leaders can implement strategies, for example, observing National Timeout Day, to help increase awareness of and compliance with timeouts. Leadership training and teamwork exercises may help perioperative leaders and educators improve compliance with the universal protocol. Some studies indicated that simulation-based learning programs can be useful tools for improving the recognition of the timeout protocol. Such programs also provide clinicians with the opportunity to participate in a simulated high-risk invasive procedure outside the OR that includes conducting a timeout. Additionally, investing in a designated block nurse or block nursing team has the potential to increase patient safety, reduce OR delays, and increase perioperative efficiency. Regardless of the location in which a regional block is performed, patients who undergo regional blocks require ongoing assessments and continuous monitoring to ensure hemodynamic stability until they meet discharge criteria. Therefore, leaders and educators should provide all nurses who care for patients undergoing regional blocks with the appropriate education on the signs and symptoms of LAST, assessment criteria, and safety measures associated with regional blocks. Perioperative leaders are responsible for scheduling professionally trained staff members to care for patients undergoing regional blocks. Perioperative educators can provide information on timeouts and the signs, symptoms, and treatment of LAST to help prepare staff members to manage any safety concerns that may affect patients undergoing regional blocks for intraoperative anesthesia and postoperative pain relief.